Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. everyone to the 380th episode of the stone cold sober podcast um i'm coming to you live from fenway boston where it is the top of the sixth inning uh boston is up one zero aaron judge is up oh two oh two count um i wanted Crazy. to talk can't even to hear the crowd can't even hear the crowd i almost went to the game tonight but i actually had to do some wedding planning instead and I didn't huh. feel like going to a baseball game by myself. Uh, also, the I think the cheapest ticket was like a hundred dollars, and I was like, "Nah, I'm okay." Uh, I mean, or yet Red Sox Yankees in Fenway is like something I've always wanted to go to, but like not necessarily alone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to sort of talk to you about what I was able to accomplish this weekend. Uh, As you know, and as other people know, I'm training for the Chicago Marathon, uh, and as has been well documented, uh, I not only rolled my ankle 90 degrees the wrong way, but I also had viral bronchitis, and so that really took away three crucial weeks out of training. So to make up for it, I've been slowly but surely adding mileage to the weekly long run to try and catch up. Now, based on the fact that Oh, Judge just struck out. Fantastic. Um, so now that uh, now that everything is sort of on the up and up and slowly adding to the long run mileage, instead of doing it one mile every week as my training schedule suggests, I've been doing around two uh, just to try and catch up. Uh, again, I don't really want to add too much mileage all at once. Uh, that's where injury really starts to happen. Uh, sort of a harbinger for things to come. Uh, but... Going into this week, you know, I ran on Monday, and let me just really quickly pull up my Strava because if uh, if it's not on Strava, which is the app I use, did it really happen? Um, let's see. <laughs> so I'm going into my activities, and let's see on so many dog walks. Let's see Wednesday. So my first run was on a Monday. Uh, and that was three miles. Uh, I ran a 5K on Monday. And okay. then on Tuesday, I ran – oh, I didn't run on Tuesday. Tuesday was a rest day. Wednesday, I ran four miles. Uh, and that's when the temperature – I don't know how the temperature has been around you, but the heat wave has started to break a little bit. So instead of running in the 80s, it's been in the 70s, which has just made a tangible difference on the quality and how much I, I can enjoy the run, I'll say. Yeah. Um, I will on, say it's been yep. quite mild here for the last, like, two weeks now. Um, uh, we, haven't, we haven't gotten, like, crazy hot. And I, I don't even think we've really broken into the 90s much of the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, no. On the eastern seaboard, it's been, like, high 80s, low 90s, super humid. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, not yeah. ideal. Yeah. Um, and then on Friday, uh, I ran – a seven miler before work and it was the first time i was able to run around the entire uh sort of main outer loop of central park which is a six mile loop i ran seven uh and it was 72 degrees out it was the first time i was able to do it uh without stopping and so that was a big deal now originally okay so that was friday 
uh, and I've been I've been carbo loading a little bit more. I'm still trying to figure out the right amount of like pre long run nutrition, but I'm definitely not starving myself anymore. Not to say that I'm like picking out, although I will say that when I got to Boston today, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? I went to I I put an order in at Blaze Pizza, because oh, uh, there's just no Blaze pizzas in New York, and so I put really? in an order for their white pie, and then I also got uh, their cheesy bread. Uh, which I ate in about 10 minutes, uh, really fast. Uh, I don't recommend that much bread. Uh, <laughs> I feel super bloated, like five hours on. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I basically skipped dinner. Like it just wasn't the right balance, I'll say. Um, I'm a little surprised food. there aren't blazes in New York. I know New York is kind of like, you know, the pizza capital of the, I guess, of the U.S. at the very least. Um, so you can certainly go to, go to pretty much any pizzeria and get a, a probably a, um, a better slice pretty much yeah. anywhere but still I'm a little bit surprised that they don't exist there because um, like I'll, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of those like blaze style pizza shops coming up around uh, different locations where we lived so when we were back in Delaware there was a place called Snap Pizza and then uh, here there's Mod Pizza which I think a lot of more people probably would have heard of if they haven't heard of Blaze gotcha uh, yeah so same concept right Basically, yeah, yeah, super exactly. fast, casual, done in yep. three minutes, Chipotle yep. style Chipotle pizza. style, fast food pizza, yep. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's so funny. I see Fernando Tatis on a Gatorade commercial right now. But uh, my man just got to spend 80 games. Um, <laughs> so, I was supposed to, so I ran seven on Friday. And then the next day, I was going to run 11, my first double digit, like, long run, right? And then I get a text from a friend. Uh, she goes, where are you doing your long run tomorrow? This is on Friday. And I said, I'm going to do 11 to 13 in the park, I think. With attempts being down, I could be persuaded to either run on the city street or somewhere else. Where are you planning? And then they said that they were also running with a friend. And they were planning on doing Queensboro to a Brooklyn Bridge and then city streets back to Central Park. Starting at Columbus Circle, so we'll be right near your current place. I'm just not sharing names. I don't know if they're comfortable being on the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. quite yet but yep. uh they were we, because we were doing this in like a very public forum aka just like my run comments i was like let me find your t- phone number and let's not make plans in like essentially like a facebook comment post you know what i mean i uh, see yeah yeah so uh i texted them and they were like all right listen this is what we're doing we're doing a three borough run we're doing a 17 miler because wow. they Jesus. so well so here's the thing <laughs> they are doing so the, the the whole running program is called the Hal Higdon program. Hal Higdon okay. is like this famed marathon like runner who like has essentially gotten marathon training down to a science. So any first time marathon runner is most likely doing the Hal Higdon one program, which is what I'm doing. Uh, I normally would have done Hal Higdon two or three, uh, but because of like where my body was, I was like, all right, I'm a little bit fat. I'm a little bit out of shape. Let's go like more basic just so we can ramp back up. And then maybe for Tokyo next year, I can do like uh, Hal Higdon 2 or something. Just like, you know, just get the body first into marathon shape. And then from there, really start to push. But these two people had already done the New York City Marathon last year. And based off of the uh, tremendous uh, results that they were able to accomplish there, um, they're like, you know what, we're just going to push to Hal Hayden too, which is like, all right, totally fine. So that's why they're like 
way ahead of me. I'm supposed to be at 15. Well, I was supposed to be at 15, but because they're on a higher program that demands a little bit more mileage, they were on 17. So all in all, I was like close. And coming into it, I was thinking, all right, well, if you're running 17, based on the map that you have, um, I, what I'll do is I'll run, I told them, I'll run with you as far as I can. And then at a certain point, I might just dip. And so right now between you and me, I'm gonna try and pull up um, the map that I did. Uh, but we were gonna meet up at 6.30 a.m. And then because it was gonna be in the mid 60s, like all systems were green for a beautiful day of running. In addition, New York City is currently doing this thing called, um, what's it called? It's called uh, summer, I think it's called summer streets or city summer streets. Uh, it's essentially like miles upon miles of streets are closed to traffic and you can bike in the middle of it. You can run in the middle of it. Uh, and so for this one, it was like all the way from Brooklyn Bridge all the way up to like 100 or maybe 90, not 96, like 125th Street or something. I think uh, the entire street was closed. Now, Crosstown traffic was there. So like every three or four blocks, there was a crossing guard that sort of uh, managed traffic, we'll say. Okay. Uh, but, um, sorry, let me just really quickly get to the thing that I want to share with you at least so that you can sort of see what I was able to put down. So I show up, you know, I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I have a glass of water next to me. I have a glass of uh, iced coffee that I left out the night before. So first thing I did was just drink the coffee, drink the water, take the retainer out, brush my teeth, get toast going. Uh, on the toast was some crunchy peanut butter and uh, half of a banana. Go sit on the bathroom at 6.15, I get off the toilet, I like shake out and I like, I walk to the starting point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then let's see if I can share this with you. I hope I can. Let's see, share. No, that's an embed code. Uh, fuck it. I'm just gonna copy this link and hopefully you get it. Um, so we're running and we essentially start at Columbus Circle and yeah, then we uh, we go east towards the Queensboro Bridge. Queensboro is a notorious bridge in the New York City Marathon because it comes at around mile 14 or 15, a little bit past halfway. And it's like one of the tallest elevation-wise bridges and there's no cheering support on the bridge. And so oh. all you hear is just people inhaling and exhaling because it's like a covered bridge. Yeah. And people who don't live in New York who haven't trained for the elevation, like you, I saw people's souls leave their body when I was running New York. <laughs> but if you're in New York, you have to run that bridge because you have home field advantage and you have to know what it's like to run on that bridge with tired legs because a bridge just goes forever uphill. Yeah. Uh, and so we, uh, can you see the map? I do, yeah. All right, cool. So the green is obviously the start. Um, if you zoom in a little bit, so we basically did 59th Street all the way across. Then we had to go up a little bit. And then Queensboro Bridge immediately turns south into uh, where, so we're now we're in Queens. We cross that next bridge next to Borden Ave. It's called the Pulaski Bridge. And so that's another bit uphill. Uh, now, I will say, I, I credit these two uh, friends because they knew the route. So my mind was turned off for the run. And also, because uh, their pace was a little bit slower than mine, 
I was thinking, all right, I've already run on, I ran seven miles the day before. Yeah. And the Friday, Saturday run is really meant to like test your legs to say, all right, you ran a good amount on Friday on, on somewhat fresh legs because the on Thursday you're doing cross training. So you're not supposed to be running. Um, yeah, so Friday, seven uh, last week, eight this week, eight miles. It's on rather fresh legs, but your long run is now on somewhat tired legs, which is what you're actually aiming to do. Uh, and so um, they knew the route. And so I turned my mind off. They were also running a little bit slower. I also have been testing out this new uh, nutrition, like during like, you know, mid run nutrition. Oh my God, is that a home run? That is a home run. Boston, two two run shot, uh, three zero. Um, and so it's called Morton, M-A-U-R-T-E-N. They basically are like all the elite uh, marathoners and triathletes use it. They essentially created this new technology that they use some sort of seaweed uh, component where they encapsulate, I think it's sucrose or something. Um, And the idea is it traps it in this like seaweed collagen so that not only can they include way more carbs than they normally have been with like Gatorade and other things, but the idea is in order to avoid like stitches in your body, um, and and for for those who don't know what a stitch is, it's essentially a cramp, right? A stomach cramp, uh, which really can fuck you up. the idea is the gel. Uh, you, it's a it's a dry powder. You mix it with 500 milliliters of water, um, and then I mix it with a little bit more water. It tastes like coconut water, but essentially it passes through your stomach undissolved. The stomach acid starts to break down the gel structure, and then once it hits your uh, upper intestine or your large intestine, small intestine? No, small intestine. Yeah, because it goes small than large, right? Uh, I think large and, and small, but uh, what do I know? Is this small, large and small? Uh, Whatever the I'm, first intestines is before you like shit everything out, right? <laughs> um, oh, that, oh, that umpire took it to the face. Um, anyways, uh, in the first intestine immediately after the stomach, what happens is uh, that's where apparently the nutrients are most effectively uh, absorbed by the body with the least chance of getting a stitch. And so they've been able to create this formula where you're running, you're exerting a ton, you can drink this and it doesn't give you any kind of stitching, which is like super, super nice. Uh, it's small and large. Sorry. Continue. Oh, it is small and large. Great. Yes. Yes. Small so and then, large. So in the small intestine then. Yes. Um, now there's two formulas, uh, the Morton 160 and the Morton 320. The 160 powder has 40 grams of carbs, and the 320 has 80 grams of carbs. Uh, and so I take the 320, I mix it in 500 mils of water. I've been running with a water hydration pack on my back that can hold 1.5 liters, so 1,500 liters. Uh, I'm So the 500 milliliters uh, solution, I add about another 500 milliliters of water to like just tone it down a little bit more, and that's all I use. No goos, no gels, no nothing. It's been insane how before I would run with like, remember that like um, almost that half Gatorade, half, well, like, like one part Gatorade, yeah. three part water mixture that I had? Yeah. I used to do that with the goos, but it was just such a sticky, sweet, like 
aftertaste and my mouth would have like would be essentially all blue on the inside and it was like just sticky like so sickly sweet that like i'd get a stomach ache by the end of the run right and it was just like all right i haven't figured out the right like mix of all this and so the morn has been fantastic no color uh barely sweet it's really nice um all that to say the weather was nice at 60 some degrees maybe like mid 60s the pace was a little bit slower than normal I'm able to talk the entire time. I've got the right uh, nutrition. And so I just started running. And, you know, over the Queensboro Bridge into Queens, out of Manhattan. So that's two boroughs from Queens into Brooklyn, running along the waterfront. And then running over the Williamsburg Bridge, as you scroll down, you'll see that we sort of come back in near the, the Lower East Side. And then that long bridge gets us to, we were basically getting to Lafayette Street. And then one, like, really long line uptown, Reza. Yep. No traffic. Cars are not allowed to drive on that from, really? I think, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. And so... And that's why uh, you guys always have so much traffic. You guys, you guys are yeah, constantly right. rerouting people. Yeah. <laughs> And just so sh- just shut it down exactly and so ran all the way up feeling good i hit the 11 mile mark and like mentally i go okay i did the i did the minimum of what i asked myself to do yeah. that's 18 miles in two days but i felt good the legs weren't locking up they the spirits were high i felt like i had a lot of energy so i just kept pushing i was like you know what if we're still going we're still going and then we got okay. all the way up to 96th Street. We overshot the engineer's gate entrance of the east side of Central Park. So we came back down a little bit. And then uh, we stopped. So there was a couple of times we had to stop to because they had water stations along Summer Streets. Uh, they also, uh, a couple of water fountains uh, in other places, we had to stop for traffic for cross sort of crosstown traffic. So it wasn't like a, a full run the entire time. Okay. Uh, so, you know, able to catch your breath a couple of times. Then you'll yeah. notice the map sort of uh, freaks out at me a little bit. You know, when you see that uh, the right side of the park, yep. that like almost like that really acute angle. Yep, that um, little this, V. Yeah. That little V. It's because I, for, I I paused it there and then I forgot to turn it back on uh, for 0.6 miles. I see. And so that's why it says like 16.4 when I really ran 17. So I, I really just, you know, I, uh, I, I buried the lead there. I, I did goof, but essentially I ran 17 miles. Uh, okay. And the very top of Central Park, uh, so that little like Italy boot at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all of that is uphill. And then there's something called the Three Sisters down the uh, the left side of the park. You're essentially, it's like three rolling hills. And so when we got to the top, one of the friends, and you'll notice from mile 14 on, uh, the pace starts to quicken. And my one of the friends was like listen i'm not going to take this hill really hard uh so i'm going to just hold back i'll see you at the end and at that point it's only about two miles anyways so the other friend i was chatting with them and they i found out that their first marathon last year they ran a 406 and my fastest is 410 and we're both running um we're both running Chicago. We're, the three of us are running Chicago together. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna run that race together. Nice. Uh, they're gonna push me. I'm gonna push them. It's gonna be good to have someone that we can like talk through, and uh, just keep spirits up for as long as we can. Nice. Uh, but sorry, just to finish up, from miles 14 on, 
was when the the one friend who was faster and I we were just like all right let's let's start to slowly tap on the acceleration. Yeah. Obviously, we've been running the, the so the the key to long runs is, is the phrase low and slow. You just want to run a little bit slower than you normally do. It's all about just getting the distance on your feet. And so once we got to the end, I found out that this person likes to really push. Uh, to finish strong, to feel like they still had more in the tank. It's like a confidence building moment. Right. And so even though we're running up hills, we, uh, we started to push a little bit. So we started to like really shave off some significant time. And even when we were running up the hills, we were like, all right, elbows and knees, let's drive up this hill. We stopped talking a little bit when we were going up the hill. And then final like mile, we were like, all right, let's let's really afterburner this as much as we can. So we were essentially just bobbing and weaving in between traffic. There'd be times where I'd tell them to go in front of me. Other times they'd tell me to go in front of them. And I think it was like such a like, this wasn't even a low key flex. It was like a, a big public flex. We're running, we're like we're full out as much as we can at this point. And then at, 17 we i literally yelled out that's 17 uh in front of like in the middle of like a large group uh, of other people and so we stopped our run there and it just felt incredibly like amazing that i could run 17. uh i was telling carolyn when i got home that i was feeling a little bit apprehensive because of how like how far behind I felt given the ankle roll, given the viral bronchitis. So I was like, I don't know if Chicago, like what I'm really gonna be able to put down. And right, so right. it uh, it felt good to be able to put something like this down way ahead of schedule. Like I'm supposed to really run this in like two or three weeks. And so the fact that the weather came down, I was able to do this, at least I was able to prove to myself on um, on legs that had run seven miles a day before that didn't get the best sleep but got decent nutrition the weather was on my side i was able to put down 17 so i was really really ecstatic about that uh that being said uh it's sunday night now i, I i'm in boston for the week for work half of my suitcase is like work clothes which is just like you know khaki shorts and t-shirts but uh -huh. the the i've packed more clothing for running and more running gear uh, than I do for like then I have like work stuff. I have my uh, my hydration vest. I have my hand bottle. I have um, <laughs> uh, a roller, uh, like a foam roller in my back. So after this call, I'm gonna like lay on the ground and like roll out my hips for because I gotta run four tomorrow. And so it's uh I'm excited, man. I felt it felt really good to be able to do that. It feels like I'm back on track. Again, I'm not setting any aggressive goals. We were talking about goals on the run. Uh, my goal is just to not survive but just make it out of it pain as as pain free as possible injury free is is really what i want if i can get out of this injury free then i'm gonna continue training um and then also run new york i think and then from there because then I'll, I'll be able to maintain some semblance of uh wedding shape you know what i mean yeah um, yeah and then from there i'll have a pretty solid foundation to i think push on Tokyo, because uh, New York is not where I'm attending to set any PRs. N uh, New York is so hilly that uh, I I'd much rather try it on in Tokyo, but uh, it is what it is. So that that's really what I've been doing, what I really wanted to cover. I, I was really impressed and really proud and really grateful uh, to the two folks who invited me on that run. Um, 
that uh that i was able to lay down this effort sort of like out of nowhere yeah dude that's awesome congratulations yeah thank I know you that's, I, I i know for a fact coming off of that after injury is um it's a big deal so yeah um yeah injury and and you, you were sick um you know you had a plan that you needed to to um to keep up with so that you're you know you're ready and able to run and and feel comfortable with the run that you're going to be doing in chicago so that's that's right. great that you that you were able to put out this 17 and and based off your pace at the end it seems like you still had more in the tank if you had to you could have you if could, i had you know, to you could have yeah. done another couple probably so yeah that's cool yeah so i'm very excited i wanted to share that yeah um, I was gonna ask on on these type of runs when you're you're on a long run with a group of people. Do you typically talk during the run? Do you is, is the communication that takes place strictly like just planning planning wise, like you know the run talking about the topic at hand, um, you know the the run and strictly the run, or do you have more like casual conversations occasionally, just to, like break your mind off the run? Oh, it was full on casual conversation. Really, uh, the whole, we like the whole time. About- whole time Jesus. Uh, i think because it was slow so like think about it this way like whatever your like sort of pushing paces mm-hmm. is like not when you're looking to talk right? right And so when i have when i've been able to run with other friends who are just like way 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 faster than me um i uh oh that kid's eating a hot dog and has diet coke man that's a <laughs> that's an mvp meal right there um you really wish you had the skin does you <laughs> <laughs> you you wanted to be that kid on TV. Oh man, he was Asian too. Um, <laughs> can I just say that the last time I was there, we got hot dogs and I got uh, cracker jacks, and like yeah. cracker jack popcorn is so good, uh, especially when it costs eight dollars in a in a ballpark, <laughs> and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> but uh, oh, you're, you're yeah. gonna love yourself some Garrett's popcorn when you come to Chicago. Oh uh, yeah. Can I also tell you that I'm leaving? I have to come back uh obviously on friday uh i'm running a 12 mile race at 7 a.m on saturday and i get back in new york at 11 p.m um, wow. but it's just meant to like you know i got i just gotta keep going um yeah. but uh bill burr is performing in fenway park uh this weekend so uh i'll, I'll be missing that um uh, but uh you damn, had damn, asked damn. yeah you had asked what it's like to, to what kind of conversations we're having right. and so Imagine whatever pace you're running where you're actually working, right? Now imagine you're running maybe like 25, 30% slower. Mm-hmm. And so if you're running with someone who's way slower than you, and not to say that you're jogging, but you're more of like just you know moving a little bit slower, you're able to have that conversation. Uh, all of this is super relative because like what people's conversation speeds are all very different. Um, and so for this, for this run, this was a conversation speed for me. And so most of the time is just catching up with them, letting them know about, you know, wedding planning, the house stuff, uh, basically just talking the entire time, just like take your mind off of it. The, the good point of having like running in a group is to uh, basically not have it feel like a very monastic experience when I run by myself it's just it's so you're so silent you're so in your head and you're not really talking to yourself that you really want to take advantage of like all right if there's someone you know talking you may be able to keep your mind off of things uh it's also nice because you can talk or you can just listen to other folks uh Mm. so a lot of times you know i just be telling them stuff and then they uh and then vice versa uh so they knew the route 
I kept the conversation going. It was a nice balance. We talked about races we've done, what we're looking to accomplish, uh, things of that nature. So, I see. Um, I was going to make a joke that that this you're, what you're describing sounds like walking um, <laughs> for me, um, but yeah, no, that's not. I, I I completely hear what you're saying. That that sounds uh, that sounds good. Like I I guess it's hard for me to keep in perspective because I just have never really run any long distances the 5k is like the furthest that i've gone um you know in like a single run and so like and, and like if you're thinking of i guess the, the parallel would be like the difference between a crossfit workout and like a typical strength uh like lifting session for me whereas in crossfit it's like a sprint there's no time there's no ability to talk you're mm-hmm. you're just constantly worn out but like when you're lifting it's it's different because like you know yeah. your, your break time is not like you know you're not really taking a break when you're running but it's uh it's a you different can catch your breath. yeah you you can get your breath but like the, I think I think the difference between like me working out by myself me lifting by myself and me working out with friends like lifting with friends because um they're able to push me in ways that I normally can't push myself when you know you're just in your own head not to yeah. you know, not it, this is completely ignoring the uh, like the the spotting um uh like part of it right i'm not even talking about like having them spot me so i can go an extra five to ten pounds heavier than what i would otherwise do but just like keeping up within that that motivation um is is definitely a big factor and you you almost forget how tired you are when you're there with them when you're with other people Mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly it and so uh, a lot of that time, a lot of the times, it's just nice to have someone else there to break up the monotony, get yourself out of your head, and just push you further than you could by yourself. Right, uh, right. And so that's what uh, I was really grateful to sort of catch this run um, with them. They're doing 18 this coming weekend, and so they're going to run six before the race, uh, and then 12. So, so it's not really a race. Yes, it's technically a race, but it's more of a uh, New York City, uh, New York Roadrunners official training run right. where they shut down the park. They have a lot of water stations. Um, and so I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be getting my miles in the park with like a couple thousand people. So it'll feel like we're all doing it together, which yeah. certainly helps mentally. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's all I wanted to share. I'm going to be in Boston this week, uh, meeting the team. Uh, the design team has certainly gotten a lot larger since the last time I was here, which is very exciting. We've hired uh, two more full-time folks. We have a couple of design interns whose time is coming to an end at the end of this week. So our uh, our design, sorry, product design director was like, let's all meet in person. Let's all get together. Let's build those, you know, build a texture in the relationship. And then also the product team is meeting up. So we're doing like bowling as a as a group on Tuesday we're doing like drinks and darts on Wednesday uh so it'll be a it'll be a fun week to like meet people again yeah yeah um I think that's really it if you don't have anything else I'm happy to let you go all right yeah I'm gonna go see if I can uh catch Gordon and Elena before he falls asleep the kid's been uh he's been he's been something else today let me tell you a handful huh it's always yeah the handful is always the one uh is always the phrase it's just he's i'll, I'll quickly tell you this since I'll, I'll i'll get a few words in um so so gordon didn't want to take his nap today which is not which is like super typical for him on the weekends and so i um 
I, we ultimately just like because he was just like laying in bed crying as I'm sitting there like just outside the door. He knows I'm there. He can see me, but he's just crying. He won't stop crying. So eventually, we just gave him some toys and just like let him have quiet time. So he just play with his his toys uh, in his room. Came down to my office like two hours later, and um, and it's like after spending some time with Lena, and he wants me to pick he wants me to pick him up. So he's sitting on my lap, and I can't remember what we were doing. I think I was trying to like I was trying to like show him uh, a game on the switch to see if he wants to play Mario but he couldn't even like keep his head up so I end up holding him uh, we go to the couch I put on like this uh, it's called uh, actually I wish I wish I, I wish I knew what it was, was called it's like a Netflix show kind of like kind of like planet earth but there's no narration it's just like music in the background it's called moving moving art it's almost like almost something that you would have in the background of like a waiting room honestly like there's just like really soothing music and just like drone footage of of beautiful islands animals and everything like that and so Gordon falls asleep in like two minutes so I let him hang out there for a little bit end up taking him upstairs putting him in his bed in his bed this is at this point like 4 30 well after his nap time and his typical bedtime is 7 7 to 8 p.m so it's it's dangerously close to bedtime meaning that we might have problems putting to bed tonight so sleeps like an hour hour and a half wakes up and it's almost like the kid never took a nap like he's just having major freakouts at every little thing oh, we're sitting there no. watching tv um because like it's been it's just kind of been a miserable week weekend we've gotten a lot of like rain and stuff so we, uh-huh. we've been hanging out inside most of the time and especially this late evening as he like was tired waking up like he's just kind of in this groggy state when it comes to waking up so it usually takes it takes it a bit easy end up turning the tv on and it's just like just non-stop complaining from him he only wants to watch the stuff that neither of us that neither lane and i don't like him to watch um Every time a video ends, he just starts freaking out. Um, it was just out of control. And so he's he's finally upstairs. Um, hopefully we'll get him to go to bed soon or go to sleep soon. But I don't understand. Like, you know, when you're giving, like, it's hard to get in the mind of, it's impossible to get into the mind of a, uh, a young child. But just the irrational nature of it, of like, he's like, he's like crying for like a TV show. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Let me let me pull it up for you, and then it, that sparks it, uh, a freak out, like a tantrum. And it's like, but I, I just said yes. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't say yes the right way. It's, it's just you gotta uh, get you, you know what you you gotta get a trampoline and ball pit in your basement. <laughs> um, I don't know why you haven't thought of that up until now, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, you probably need to dig another fifty feet below your uh, below your I, home. I, so I've never digged another thing in my life. It's not true. Um, I got to dig another fence post in like a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, well, yeah, let me let you go so you can put that rascal to bed and you can get some rest. Yep, sounds good. All right, cool. All right, well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See everyone next week.